Ricardo. All right, everyone, welcome to a brand new edition of the Swift Kicks podcast. I'm Alex, and with me, as always, are Ben and Steve. Before we get started, I want to ask you guys to please like, share, and subscribe. Share with everybody you know that loves the beautiful game. Share with everybody you don't know. (laughs) Share it with those you don't know. I don't care. Anybody. (laughs) We're going worldwide. All right, let's get started. Leicester won the FA Cup for the first time. 21,000 fans there to cheer a wonderful strike from Tielemans. Tommy Two Chains will now be known as Tracksuit Tommy. Was his FA Cup outfit disrespectful? We're going to get into that. Plus, a six foot three tall man in tights, otherwise known as Liverpool's keeper, scored a goal. Ben said Man United would lose to either Liverpool or Leicester last week. Well, they lost to both, officially crowning City as champions. There's been some absolute scenes in Scotland that make the storming of Old Trafford look like a stroll in the park. Steve's going to take us through all of that. And after 122 months in charge in the Premier League, Steve Bruce has been named Manager of the Month. And as a result, he thought he could wallop said Premier League champions, Man City. What has possessed this man? Ben, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> Condolences, I guess. Man United uh, finally giving up the ghost and, and losing this title race to Man City. Yeah, I'd like to take a moment of silence. All right, I'm ready to move on. Um, yeah, Man United decided to phone it in. Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer did the best move ever. Said, we actually aren't going to win. And then lost two games in a row. So technically, that makes him the greatest coach of all time. He knew what was going to happen. He played to lose and he lost. Um, I mean, hats off to Man City, though, right? Like, they look pretty dominant this year. Uh, mm. Emergence of Phil Foden, pretty exciting. Um, I think the, the big question is, you know, looking at the Prem, Obviously, what we all want to know is who's going to find that forethought theirs. Will Liverpool fight a way into it? And or will Chelsea win the Champions League and it won't matter? Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of pans out. What do you guys think? Top four. Any surprises? Well, I'm sad that, sad that West Ham aren't going to be involved. But I think that was just hopeful hopeful uh, from everybody. But uh, you just mentioned Liverpool and it took me back to the Allison goal. What an absolute screamer. <laughs> yeah, truly amazing. Did you guys did you guys see any what? <laughs> what as in like what like no way or what as in like yeah truly amazing? This is unreal. Like that is every goalkeeper's dream ever. Like 100%. we've all played, we've all played with that keeper that won't stay in goal, and it's because of this guy, right? Like it's <laughs> things like this. Uh, the keeper's like I'm a, I'm what you need to win this game, and then they go up and just break the internet. It's wild. Anytime I've ever played in the game and the keeper's gone up, I've always just thought, Jesus, like this is like this is what it's come down to. Like this isn't gonna go well if we turn over the ball. That's always what I think. And then to have that was such a well executed header too. It wasn't like a bobble. It was like the flick. You could see the flick of the neck, the redirection of it. Like that was perfect. That was absolutely perfect. And seeing all the reactions of the players like his teammates is just made it so much better. Cause you know, you would be like the same, like the disbelief was there too. It wasn't just us. It was, they were like, Oh my God, yeah. tackling them and stuff. I mean, do you guys know like the backstory of like everything that's, I mean, come out afterwards and stuff, you know, his dad died like three months ago. Um, mm. And he's the first goalkeeper to score in premier league in about eight years, I think it was. And the first ever for Liverpool, to score a header. you know? Yeah. I mean, just absolutely, you know, sort of, all this stuff, you know, culminating into one, I'm sure after, mm-hmm. you know, as everybody, a whole year of COVID and all that kind of stuff, just the emotions that came out of him afterwards, you know, pretty incredible to see almost as incredible as, as that goal. <laughs> you know, yeah. just, and it wasn't even a burner game. Like the fact yeah, that like, yeah. like it was a 90, it was like the 94th minute yep. and it, they really needed three points to keep them in top four contention. Yep. And what a way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Can you think it, of another goal by a keeper? I can think of like Tim Howard scored one for Everton, but it was like a windy day, I think, and it went it like bounced once on like the edge of the fifteen or edge of the eighteen, and like the keeper's backpedaling. But like that, I believe that header that he scored was the first headed goal from a goalkeeper in the Premier League. He also like could do that, and it didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> The, the clutchness, if you will, of this yeah. goal is yeah. what made it so special. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was a great goal, too. I think um, 
also noteworthy in this weekend's games, if I just quickly look back, the shifting of tactics, Sheffield United finally decided to change it up. They went from the 3-5-2, which is absolutely completely beatable, um, to uh, 4-3-4. Um, that doesn't make sense. A 3-4-3. That makes way more sense. <laughs> they just and, decided uh, to give them an extra player. <laughs> yeah, they needed it. When you were bottom of the league, definitely relegated. You get to play all your guys, right? Yeah. You sub everyone on. But uh, what was the result? 1-0 over Everton. To- Woo! I was again out of the loop of, of footy. I was in a place with no service and uh, <laughs> wasn't able to keep up on the football. But that's awesome. 1-0? <laughs> Is it now that they just have hindsight? Hindsight, they're like, man, we should have done this like right. I know like October. <laughs> Best is, you know, like it was like the the grounds crew manager or whatever was like, hey guys, I've got an idea. We should try a three four three, <laughs> and he said it all year long. They finally listened to him, and he was like, I told you, I told you. What is this like? Like Ted Lasso? Like they're listening to the yeah. to the kit manager? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly where I stole that from. <laughs> Call me crazy. But how about we don't do a three-five-two? <laughs> just throwing it out there. Yeah, just throwing I think, it out there. I think Sheffield United did not get the message that the uh, relegation battle is already <laughs> concluded. But uh, late to the game is better than never, I guess. So Sheffield United coming back. Big so, Sam, put in a yeah, too. Didn't so here's the day, or here's the thing. You know, this uh, this podcast will be the last one technically of the Premier League season. Uh, just, just. Two more rounds of games to go, but it'll all be wrapped up by this Sunday. So six points up for grab. Can Sheffield United catch up to West Brom? (laughs) Would that be the upset of the season? Is it possible that they can go into 19th? So they could be tied on points. Let's see how their, their goal difference right now. Uh, West Brom has a negative 37 goal difference and Sheffield United has a negative 43 goal difference. So it'd be quite a task, but not like totally impossible, I guess. I wonder if there's like pay, like the pay to be in the Prem, like does each play, I wonder if each place gets allocated X amount of funds and if they like can somehow absurd them to 19th place do they get like an extra extra like 15,000 or like right 15, even if you get relegated silly. like you still yeah get, like, like we're still getting relegated but yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that'd be funny that's know. like what they're playing for they just have it like on the chalkboard like 15k <laughs> like that's what we're going for 19th place right right don't this, forget <laughs> locked in this keeps our our team chef <laughs> like for next yeah, season exactly yeah, exactly yeah you guys like the chicken parmesan that stays <laughs> it's the tea lady really let's be honest (laughs) hey is uh, steve bruce saved his job i don't know man it was never in doubt (laughs) kid first off he's the most lovable manager when he's not your manager i'm behind him Uh, just to let you guys know i'm backing steve bruce i think steve bruce is the uncle that everyone deserves um, and Newcastle is just ungrateful. The man said he needed 38 to 40 points. He's at 39 points. He's dead on where he said he'd be. He's managing uh, fans' expectations, uh, continues to give us fire content. Also, <laughs> it's worth mentioning, in 16th place, they were at like 17th place. He has managed to become April's play, uh, manager of the coach, or manager of the coach, manager of the, the month, which is just... Coach of the Mind-boggling. Managers. Like they couldn't find sixteen other coaches right. that were more worthy of it. Yeah, <laughs> right. He had a uh, somewhat, you know, average, better than average uh, run of form for one month, and that was it. They they gave, was, uh, gave him the title. This might be not readily available, but do you have Alex? Maybe the fixtures, like the the results of what he had over the past month that it was judged on. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was. It's either two or three wins. Uh, so in the month okay. of undefeated, in the, yeah, in Just the month of me. April. So he drew Tottenham. I say he, you know, the team drew Tottenham, beat Single Burnley, drew Tottenham. <laughs> beat Burnley, beat a uh, ten man West Ham, tied Liverpool, and they probably keep the early May game in there as well. But he lost to Arsenal, so you know. Keep him in. Yeah, he, yeah, that sounds well-deserved. That sounds like a, some decent results right there. It's not terrible. Tuchel hasn't lost. Like, why isn't Tuchel, like, I manager of the month? He's in the Champions League final. <laughs> I, su- I mean, what about April? What about April? What about April? Like, did was it all draws? Or I don't know. Probably not. But, like, 
I can't oh, remember for, Chelsea for Newcastle or, or Chelsea. In, no, in for Chelsea. April. Chelsea, uh, in, Chelsea April. in the month of April, they went. Let's see here. April third, they lost to West Brom five two. Big Sam okay. and the boys came in with a bruiser. Uh, beat Porto so, in the Champions League though. A couple days later, that's um, not counting. Beat Crystal Palace. Okay. Uh, lost to Porto, but still managed to go through. Beat yep. Man City been... in the FA Cup semifinals. Okay. Tied 10 man Brighton and beat West Ham. That was it. Oh, and then uh, tied. They did, so they did. They did. They did lose. They lost to West Ham. West Brom. And West Brom. They got pounded by West Brom. That was a big one. But that was yeah, the thing. Is, Steve Bruce. Steve there. Bruce, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the that. thing. They've only, uh, like, under two chains, they've only. Uh, conceded 10 goals and five of them were against West Brom. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, it's crazy. Big Sam taking scalps. Yep. Of course, they did uh, concede one pretty big one in the FA Cup final. It was uh, pretty – you want to talk about, like, you know, scoring, like, a, a wonder goal, a goal that you think of when, you know, you're, like, a schoolboy growing up. You know, Tielemans just coming in late. What a goal. Throwing it in the corner. It was absolutely wonderful. And it was For great to reason, see just, just I, I think the tweet I sent out was limbs. Like, it's just great to see, like, actual human bodies flying up in cheer. Oh, yeah. How, how many people do you do you know were in that stadium? 21,000. Wow. Yeah, it's an awesome sight to see. You know, as as minimal as that is for, for Wembley, you know, like, that's... I mean, 21s, I was expecting, like, to see for fans in the stands for the first time, I was expecting to maybe see, like, I don't know, less than 10. Yeah. And... Yeah. When I saw, you know, like highlights of it, I was like, wow, there are a lot of people here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Kind of an interesting narrative, I thought, was that, you know, Leicester was always seen as the underdog. And like <laughs> looking at the Premier League table, Leicester's higher mm-hmm. than Chelsea is right now. You know, only a spot. Yeah. But, you know, Leicester, I it's don't just think the we're the underdog coming into this, in my opinion. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's just the name. Leicester, five times they've they've competed for the FA. They've been in the FA Cup final. First time they won it was 2021. So, yeah, that that is awesome. Did you guys see the videos of like uh, the Chelsea fans? They were celebrating that disallowed goal after while it was being checked by VAR for offside, <laughs> and then they realized like what happened when it wasn't offside, and it was just like riotous like within the stands. <laughs> I read about I read about that, but I didn't yep. see it. I it was like an 89th minute own goal. Yep. And then it was just chalked off because I think Ben Chilwell, is that right? Was yep. offsides. Yep. A little yep. bit of irony, a little irony to the face there. Ben exactly. Chilwell, ex Leicester player. Yep. Um yeah that's crazy. I, I hope I think um Speaking of West Morgan, because that own goal would have been conceded by West Morgan, um, <laughs> I think that uh, this is a good uh, time now to ride off into the sunset for West Morgan. Excellent captain for Leicester City. I brought him to the Premiership, or sorry, to the Premier League, and they've won. He's won the Premier League. Um, has now won the FA Cup. He's like thirty. Seven now. I think if you saw like his FIFA card, he might have like a negative 20, 27 pace. Like it's, <laughs> I think it's time. It's time. Like we, like many thanks. Legend of the club. Maybe now time to, to write off in the sunset here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, I think he even has admitted that it would be a, a perfect farewell for him, you know, to, yeah. to have won like they did. It's just like you said, right off into the sunset. Uh, somebody yeah. else, you know, that's got to be thinking maybe one or two more years only. Jamie Vardy. I believe the storyline is that he has now played in every round of the FA Cup. And for those of you that don't know, <laughs> that's you awesome. Can that's play awesome. down into what Ben like the basically almost pub leagues. As long as you're like signed up with the football mm-hmm. association, you can play in an early, early round. You know, months before we see any of the teams on TV or you really hear about it. But uh, growing up and coming up through the the youth league, or not so much the youth leagues, really, just when he was a sort of young adult as a bricklayer, he was uh, playing in early rounds of the FA Cup, and and now he's won it. So that's that's awesome. The magic of the FA Cup, absolutely. So, I mean, and then uh, to see the the man or the owner of Leicester come on, you know, you want to talk about some. Some pulling at the heartstrings and stuff, you know, what have happened with that family and the, mm-hmm. the helicopter crash that happened a couple months ago. And, you know, for them to be so welcomed and, you know, 
sort of embraced by the players, the manager, the mm-hmm. fans, everybody, you know, that's really something that you look, f- that's what you kind of hope for in a manager. It doesn't matter. I, we were having conversations a couple of weeks ago about foreign management in these teams and things like that. I think that that is an absolute example of what you want. You know, they've sort of just embedded themselves within the culture of the club and really wanted them to be as positive and as, as forward looking as they can be. I don't think you'd see that any of those big six that wanted to go to the Super League. No. And what's another storyline, right? Like Leicester, not a team that was a a Super League team knocking out Super League Chelsea, you know, in the FA Cup final, you know, the sort of like the People's Cup, I feel like (laughs) if there is one in English football, you know, definitely. You may know know the answer to this, but how many players do you think of the Leicester, win, the, the Premier League winning side in 2015, 2016 of the of Leicester are also on that FA Cup winning side. If you had to, you might know, but how many do you think it is? I had to venture a guess. I'd say maybe, I mean, you probably got a couple squad players in there to make enough to get mm-hmm. to like 11. I don't know. I feel like you could get a full squad out of there. So you think that there's 11 players on the FA winning cup side that were also there for the 15-16? Yeah, but I'm sort of in my mind, I'm thinking of like, there's probably like some youth, you know, younger sort of players that maybe had a, you know, cameo it roles was, in that It's season. like, it's like four or five. Is it only that few? Yeah. Wow. So there's Ka- there's Casper Schmeichel, mm-hmm. Wes yeah. Morgan, Jamie Vardy, Mark Albrighton, and Christian Fuchs. Wow. Them five are the only ones that were still, that have won the Premier League with Leicester and then also won the FA Cup. So, five, so that just, I think that's another testament to like how how solid of a side how solid of a, of a system leicester city have because it's not just like oh they're riding out this this group of players and that's the success is just because they have these players it's like yeah. they have a system where they've can constantly been bringing in new players i don't know if it's their director of football their sporting director whoever or what's going who's who's calling the shots back there but they're doing they're doing they're doing it right yeah because they're all still new players almost 90 it's 85 percent of the squad is new players that's won this fa cup yep yet they're still they're still chalking up titles so yeah and i look at it you know from a newcastle's perspective and it's like mike ashley's first season as owner of newcastle was 2007 2007 2008 and that was the season mm-hmm. that lester was relegated down to league one and since then Sheesh. lester have won the premier league opened a new training round won the fa cup you know it's absolute congratulations go to everybody involved. And it's just really, it should be a testament to what ambition and hope can really do for a club. And it should just be a model going forward for and almost planning. everybody. Yes. And planning. Yep. <laughs> like hope and hope and like aspirations and all that can take you so far, but there's just been the proper planning behind all that yep. fueled by that tenacity and, and all that has been, has been crucial. So yeah. Cool to see. Very, very, very cool to see. And it's what you want to see in football. Yeah. So Ben, you know, we got these uh, last two games and it means every team should have one more home game uh, before Sunday, which means fans will be in the stands at those home games. How good is it to have just the general noise of actual fans as opposed to like the pumped in sound system fans? I was a bit of a fan of the soundtracks. I had that playing in the bathroom when I'm using the restroom. I like to feel encouraged. It helps me feel safe. Um, that being said, what was it? Arsenal. Who did Arsenal play over the weekend? I think your mom. Um, they were playing. <laughs> oh, 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 whoa. Uh, <laughs> Boom, rusted. All right. Well, I'm going home. Did Arsenal play Liverpool at some point? No, I don't think I so. I mean, some point in the season. Yeah, I think yeah, if you go yeah, back a couple episodes, we talked about it. Stadium. I think they probably did it twice. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Maybe even three times, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just I saw a clip. It might not have been. It had to be Arsenal. Arsenal, uh, Arsenal played Chelsea like mm, a week and a half ago. <laughs> no, with fans in the stadium. No. It's absolutely not true. I saw yeah. clips of fans in the stadium. And Are I you thinking of the FA Cup? Are you thinking of Leicester because they were in like a purple? Yeah, probably. Yeah, definitely. Because Brendan Rodgers was the guy I'm thinking of. So, yeah, <laughs> so 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Going back to the question about fans being in the stands. Yeah. It was great hearing the fans' reactions because they just like muted the commentary and played yeah. reactions to that goal. And uh, it was great. Thanks for making me feel stupid. Um, <laughs> cool. did got it, a fact. Hashtag did, fact check Ben. Yeah. yeah, to myself. In fairness, there was no facts being thrown out. It was just rambling. <laughs> no, I will still fact, we'll still fact check you. <laughs> um, but, you know, United got a midweek game against uh, against Fulham. Is that, is that their home game? Yeah. Are you, uh, you worried you're going to lose to Fulham? I mean, I don't think United they have got, anything. They got Sheffield there. nipping at their heels. <laughs> right. They just need to win one to secure second place. This is probably it. And then they're going to phone it in against Wolves. Yeah. I think uh, there's no chance of Fulham getting out of that position. Neither team has anything to win. Uh, United are going to throw a B squad at them and hope for the best. Yeah. It, it is funny to like kind of look at these last couple games coming up. You're like, there's not a lot to play for, you know, mm-hmm. what's you sort of ask yourself, what's the point, but at the same time, you know, it's all pride and, and with the fans back, it's going to be like, we have to win. We have to win in front of our home fans, at least once this season. <laughs> Speaking of uh, United, you guys see, um, I saw earlier today that, that Jesse Lingard, that Man United really don't have any, any plans for Jesse Lingard, even after the season. So, it looks like a permanent transfer is going to be happening at some point uh, for uh, Messi, Messi Lingard. That makes sense for everyone involved. He's not going to fit that lineup. He is good. Did you actually? He had something come out recently saying he'd been suffering uh, with depression, and it, it affected his performance at Manchester United. It's a pretty good article. Um, so when you get a chance, if you're listening to this, Google it because um, it's that's what I'm telling you to do. Uh, link in bio. But <laughs> no, he. I think it makes sense. He fits their squad pretty nicely. United have a pretty good thing going. They're like one more center back away from being a very well-rounded team. United are going to screw up the keeper situation and getting rid of De Gea. Uh, but I think De Gea, Martial, and um, what's his name? Blind? Daily Blind? Daily Blind's been gone for like... Who am I thinking of? Who's the center mid? Uh, Donny Van de Beek? Yeah, Vanderbleek. Yeah, Vander that's one. Yeah, I'll call him Vanderbleek. The three of them are supposedly gone. I did see that United offered Tottenham, De Gea, Vanderbleek, and um, who's the other one? Martial for Harry Kane in just a trade, which to me just is crazy. De Gea is unreal. Like, De Gea is one of the best keepers in the world. Like, he alone should be worth. I mean, I guess strikers go for top dollar, right? But like at the same time, De Gea has got to be up there with like Gigi Buffon. He's in the make. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't make sense to me. Don't know if I agree with you on that one. Yeah. Have you seen that uh, Harry Kane has uh, apparently told Tottenham that he he does want to leave this summer? Yeah. But I could have sworn that he wants to stay in the Prem. Yeah, he wants, he wants to stay, to stay in the, the prem, prem, but I could have sworn we were talking about a hundred million pound price tag. I'm seeing 150 million pounds now. Like that's is he worth that? I, I'm not as much of a hater as Ben is. <laughs> like I think Harry Gain gets you, you know, fox in the box kind of goals. Mm-hmm. But is he is he 150 million pounds worth? I'm not sure. And he racks up a lot of assists, as we can see. Yeah. Him and Cavani serve the same purpose though. So I think if you, because he's linked Cavani to Cavani is also 34 now, 35, some of that. 35 right. So like, correct. And you have Cavani for a year, right? Like yeah. that's, and there's no. Harry Kane has, has been proven in the Premier League, like for many, many seasons. Yeah. I, I feel like he's going to City or Chelsea. They're the only other ones with, with pockets as deep. Yeah, probably. He's maybe probably Newcastle, right? you know, he might end up there. Apply his trade. I'm going to throw it out there. There's another team that has a little bit of money to spend and a coach with an ego that needs proving, and he would possibly make it so that Harry Kane doesn't even have to relocate. Okay. Harry Kane's just probably Arsenal. tired. tired. Arsenal. Mm. He, ain't go, he ain't going to Arsenal. Why Arsenal, not? Arsenal are in more dire straits than Tottenham. Arsenal are nowhere yeah, close gonna... to even sniffing a title within the next few years. Or the Champions let alone, League. Let alone winning one. They're not in Europe. 
Only reason Harry Kane wants to end up at Liverpool. He wants to win titles, so he's going to be going not to Arsenal. Let alone the rivalry and put that all aside. He wants to win titles. He's not going to do that at Arsenal. I get Liverpool's an interesting one. I could see him going to Liverpool and replacing Mo Salah. Yeah, perhaps. That would be logical if you're a Liverpool (laughs) business person thinking about your future. After having you mean LeBron James, yeah, after having uh, upset the entire fan base, I guess you might as well, you know, sort of pacify them with a with a top goal scorer in the Premier League. I think that's a, uh, a storyline for the summer for sure. Keep an eye on that one. Um, at, at what point do we say that the Glaziers aren't leaving? Like, when are we going to acknowledge the elephant in the room that those guys are not selling their clubs? We'll see, man. Well, maybe what what happens if like another protest, like for like. Maybe the the next protest is coming up, and it's even bigger than the last one, and then it just keeps getting bigger. Who knows, man? I don't think it's I don't think it's done yet. I don't think I don't think it's rested. Wait till you rest. wait till you Watch see what spot. happens this week, this coming week and weekend with the fans that get to come to the home stadiums. See what happens yeah. there, and then I think see what happens over the early part of the summer when there's transfer market stuff happening and things like that and talk of money is back in the conversation and all that kind of stuff. And I think it'll be an interesting summer for, for a couple of clubs. Um, Another person leaving Liverpool could be James Milner. Uh, Looks like the 35 year old is uh, sort of given an early indication that he's looking at a retirement. You want to talk about a guy who's had like, (laughs) 300 clubs and played under 500 managers, you know, all in the Premier League, though, and had great success doing it. Uh, You know, total workhorse for the team. But I think it's time for him to start thinking about hanging up his boots. And it looks like he is. Is He's an absolute dinosaur. Is that what he (laughs) said? Is he was wanting to he's doesn't want to, like, go to something different after Liverpool? He does. He wants to retire. um, He hasn't said, you know, quite exactly like what his future plans would be. Uh, but I have a feeling leaving, did he confirm he's leaving Liverpool at the end of the season? No. And he hasn't done that either. It was just sort of indications of, you know, he's not getting a lot of playing time. Uh, he seems to be much more vocal on the sideline, sort of in coach mentor sort of role, you know, sure. and he, it just seems that he's, he's moving into some different part of his life, different part of his I, career. I think he's got still, I think he can still play. I think he's, he is so fit. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool is. I mean, they're tra- they're challenging. They're attempting to to win every every competition that they're in. Right. So, yeah, perhaps he's not at that caliber any longer. But I don't. I think he can still easily do a job at a lot of places. Right. It just it's up to him. I mean, if you don't want to play anymore, I, that's it. But if you still have the mind to do it, I think he's got the body to do it because that guy. I think he's. But he's. It's like since a good body. Turned, since he turned thirty, he has just like l- taken down like the 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 body fat, and he is his stamina is still through the roof. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think that he's uh, he's t- keeping an eye out for his future. He's I don't think he's the pundit type. I think he's the guy that's always going to be involved in the game. You know, on a on the grass level, kind of, you know, as a coach or or some sort of deal like that. So. But uh, looking at the table, we got these two games coming up. Is it going to be Chelsea that make the top four? Would it be better if Chelsea didn't, going back to the conversation we were just having, would it be better if Chelsea didn't make the top four as sort of a you're not a Super League team? <laughs> I, I'm i always going to root on Chelsea to not be in the top four. One, it's just another element of competition. I mean, as a Premier League fan, you got to love seeing like United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, I guess we'll say Leicester, all firing on all cylinders. But I just for me, I, I'm I think it Chelsea not being in the top four is interesting for the big six conversation. But what's that say about Jurgen Klopp's resilience in such a weird year to still yeah. get in the Champions League without a back four for like two months? Yeah. Right. Like Jurgen Klopp stayed relevant in a very, very tough year. And I'm going to go out on a whim here and say they're either first or second next year after this transfer market. 
when he has a chance to rebuild around, you know, the walls that he knocked down this year on accident. <laughs> I think, um, you know, going back to the question about Chelsea, you know, I always think it's funny when a team comes in fifth and then takes that Champions League title and slides into Europe and screws the team that worked so hard to get into fourth. But that's right. why, yeah. you know, you got to own your own destiny, right? Yeah. And now I'm thinking about the question that I posed. Would it be better that uh, Super League Liverpool jumped over Super League Chelsea? I guess it wouldn't really matter so much in that aspect. But no. um, your point is good, though, Ben. You know, to think about, you know, Liverpool were down. We were talking, are they going to be top 10 at one point, I think. And now, you know, they're in the conversation again for being top four. And they got a good shot at it. I mean, who do they play? They got coming up Burnley, you know, very winnable. And Crystal Palace. So ease of schedule there. And then Chelsea have to play Leicester City again after losing out to them in the FA Cup. And then they come up against Aston Villa, you know, no walkover. So could be interesting to see how that plays out but it would be funny too like like you said ben if they they don't quite do it in the premier league but they do actually do it through the champions just thinking of uh go ahead Uh, i was uh, just gonna say i saw i saw some information uh or i saw some Uh, article come up on uh do you guys remember at the end of last season when i believe it was last season when william wanted to sign up like sign like a three-year contract extension at at Chelsea and Chelsea were only offering like a two-year extension and like a little bit less money and he was like no I'm well worth well worth the money that I that I'm proposing in a three-year contract versus two so he left and he went to Arsenal and I believe he's on around about like 200,000 pounds a week at Arsenal and he's now confirmed that he's leaving Arsenal at the end of this season I don't know where he's going or what's happening, but I just imagine like Chelsea, like just thinking like that was a good bit of business. We stuck to our gut. We knew what, like he was on the decline and William thought he was, I mean, William just scored his first goal for Arsenal. What? Just like a week or so ago. Like the, yeah. what's the ROI yep. on that for the year? Not that good. <laughs> like, so right. I, I just was thinking right. like, if I was in the Chelsea camp, like looking at like this article coming out, I'd just been like, Told you, we knew. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, here's your MLS update of the week for all of you. Uh, Willian is apparently uh, looking at going to the MLS, and that's it. Um, so back to uh, the Premier League. It was interesting. Yeah, I think after we talk about the MLS, we're gonna just quickly check on. Uh, well, I was also going to say that that Willian would be Willian would be the future. Where are they now, player? Let's yeah. keep that one. Five years down the line, we'll be talking. We'll be like, "Who's this guy?" I have no idea. <laughs> he absolutely will. And uh, I'm going to quickly just check on Miss Fletcher. Mm-hmm. I'm falling and I can't get up. Poor Miss Fletcher really helping still get on up. the ground. Um, on the ground. Yeah, we should. But uh, this week's help I fallen person of the week, if you will, is uh, David Moyes. Uh, Moisey, I told you you were nothing and you have fallen down the ladder and not even a contender for Europe. Enjoy watching all the European games next year. Uh, So, again, that's our life alert person of the week. Uh, David Moyes. Thank you. That's uh, back to you guys. Thank you for that, Ben. Uh, and thank you to our sponsors, as always. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, one last thing to, to get off our chests, I guess, from uh, England. Tommy Two Chains, tracksuit Tommy, branded a total disgrace for not wearing a suit to the FA Cup Whoa. final, wearing Glad. a tracksuit <laughs> with a cap, kept it casual, as did the players when they arrived at Wembley. Ben, I'll pose this more to you. Is that an utter disgrace and just sort of abject spitting on the shoes of everybody that's walked through Wembley? You might as well have spat at the Queen. Like, there's there's not really much else you could do wrong there. It's a I disgrace. Mean, and a German guy. I, I didn't want to say it. I wasn't going to point out an entire nation of people that don't listen to us. <laughs> but yeah, what's wrong with you? Like, there's is there a dress really? code. Is that, is that a <laughs> like, thing? Come on. Is it that hard? I think the rumor is the rumor is that he doesn't own a suit. 
Like maybe we shouldn't assume he owns a suit. Tommy no suit. Tommy no suit. The man of a million Two names. Tommy no suit. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty sad, right? Like, come on. It's it's the one time a year they so ask you to put the on whole a suit. suit like, you're going to be back again. Thing. I'm sure it's yeah. it's probably like unwritten rule, but like, you know, Prince William shows up. You should be in a suit, dude. Like. All right. I mean, we, we can get into the royal family a whole another time. Like that's that's not the point, Steve. When you're a kid and you play in a cup final, you wear a suit no matter how old you are. It's the way it is. If you don't own a suit, you find a <laughs> suit and wear your dad's suit. It's too big. It'd be you weird seeing Jurgen Klopp in a suit. Still wear a suit, right? <laughs> He's a Bond villain, right? <laughs> and then also. Uh, Tammy Abraham from Chelsea wasn't picked for the FA Cup final, and uh, apparently his girlfriend was upset. So that'll be. Uh, Did she call him? She called well Tommy Tuchel like an angry mother sure. whose kid's not playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I brought in she called him out on Twitter. Does she <laughs> want to come on the show and talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. She'll be on uh, book next week. Um, Sounds good. So let's get to another disgrace. Steve, Scotland. What's just what's going on in Glasgow? The entire country. Steve's frozen pretty epically, might I say. <laughs> oh no, the Rangers. Steve mob. has been taken. <laughs> the the so, Rangers uh, mob has overtaken the Celtics. Real quick, uh, uh, Charlotte Sup. Let's throw that out there. All right, we're good. Yeah, we're good, but Steve's still not. Um, yep. So, so Ben. Let's just oh, Steve, there you guys are. Oh, Steve, are you back? How yeah. much of that conversation did you just hear? And... <laughs> 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 All right, Ben, while we wait, uh, Lee Mason, the referee, the referee of many, uh, some would say bad decisions, is going to retire at the end of this season. Do you care? Um, yes, because I think he shouldn't be retiring. He should be sacked. He is... Uh, so you know here's what? the deal. I will here's say. the deal. He's retiring as an on-pitch referee. He is going to be confirmed now as the league's first dedicated VAR referee. I knew he was the VAR guy. I yeah. knew it. I was like, he's going into VAR. Yeah. He is the nerd behind the... F- of course he is. Yeah. I'm going to use words that are appropriate for uh, our listeners' delicate ears. He is the super nerd that's like, he was six millimeters offside. Let's ruin the game for everyone. <laughs> so Lee Mason, uber nerd, not surprised there. Steve, how much uh, of that conversation did you hear? Uh, I heard Ryan Mason's a uh, uber nerd uh, and the reason why Harry Kane wants to leave perfect. Tottenham. <laughs> that's perfect. When you listen back, yeah. you missed you missed a hot take. Yeah. Uh, hey, you guys keep deciding to leave. I don't know It's why. okay. We're going to go back to the merry old country of Scotland where the weather is always pretty crap. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so speaking of crap, uh, the <laughs> title, <laughs> premiership title. So the the Premier, the Scottish Premiership wrapped up this week, uh, weekend, sorry, uh, with the other mob from Glasgow going undefeated um, in league play. So the, award, the title was awarded to them over the weekend. And as a response, they decided to... Tear down Glasgow brick from brick, <laughs> with the police, uh, with the with local police saying it's some of the worst violence that they've seen um, in 20 years, which I think is is quite crazy. If you look at some of the videos on YouTube, or sorry, not YouTube. Well, I'm sure they're there too, but social media it really paints a picture of. Uh, well, I guess I guess I would be going pretty crazy too if I won my first title ever, like in the history of the club. So Wait. I could. <laughs> I could I could under I could maybe understand uh, punching my other my own fans in the face as well. So, uh, moving on from from them, uh, Scott Brown, captain, leader, legend. Uh, he played his very last game for Celtic in a riveting nil nil draw against Tyburnian. Uh, Six hundred and twenty appearances, I believe. He is part of the Magnificent Seven, so he is. There's only seven players that have ever played more than 600 appearances for um, Celtic, winning 22 trophies in that time. I uh, came to the club in 2000, what 2007, 2008. Been there since two, obviously 2021. I think was awarded captaincy in like 2009 or 2010, and has been captain 
uh, from there on out. Um, absolute one of the greats that has ever played for Celtic, hands down. Um, now transitioning up north towards Aberdeen, where the weather's even more crap. But um, no Brighton. We will see him in. Yeah, it's no Brighton. It's no sunny, <laughs> sunny Brighton. But um, it's it was it, it's it was it's always sad to see one of your own one good one of your owns go. But uh, especially when he's your captain, such a such a crucial part of the recent success. I mean, but the the quadruple treble, the nine in a row, the unvin- invincible season, um, so many things that he was absolutely crucial uh, and, and integral to. But um, I think that this is, I've said it before in previous episodes, I just think that this is, this is a good time to go out. Um, and the tributes online um, on Celtics, you know, social media pages, other fans have been putting out like compilation videos and other tributes and stuff like that. They've been really, um, it's, it's quality stuff. And you can just see the appreciation from so many different uh, corners of football, uh, the footballing world that of what Scott Brown meant to Celtics. So um Many thanks, and we'll see you in we'll see you in Aberdeen at Pitadry. So, <laughs> um, but also another uh, development from Scotland in the Premiership is uh, which is exciting, and I have things that we've talked about. Well, I've talked about more like vented about in previous episodes is that for the next upcoming season, right. that Scotland will be awarded not four but five European places. So between the Europa League. And Champions League, Scotland will now be awarded one more place, taking it up to five um, positions of representation in, in, in European uh, competition, which can only be positive for the sport in Scotland. Do you happen so, to know who it was taken away from or was it taken away from anybody? I do not. I mean, I've I've really got one source of information here, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure if I spent more time to look into it, I could find that answer for you. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's really I think it's the introduction I quote I maybe need to fact check me on this one but like the the European Conference League the, the development of the conference the Conference League which will have its debut next season is a new is a new way to qualify for European competition and this spot has been allocated to Scotland because or with the the birth of this Conference League. Um, I'd have to look into the details more of like, what is the conference league? How does it work? What, how does it pertain to positions in Europa league and champions league and so on and so forth. But with this new qualification method or platform, another position has been, had been awarded. So I don't know per se, had it been taken away from, I don't know. I just don't know the details well enough to be able to, to tell you straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's exciting. It's exciting regardless. Yeah, it looks like some some backwards way of how they do this, where they, uh, because of how, I guess, well or how far certain teams have progressed within uh, European competitions in the past, uh, there's certain quote-unquote coefficients, and Scotland's coefficient mm-hmm. number has moved up higher. I'm not sure. Still can't find out who it moved higher than, but they, mm-hmm. uh, they've, like you said, gone to five places, which is just good. So the... You know, not all loss for Celtic. I guess they're still in some sort of qualifying round for the Champions League going forward next yeah. year then. Yeah, which is, I mean, their qualification, which I still have, I just think it's re- unreal yeah. how early they have to be playing. But Celtic Celtic will be the first of Scotland to be playing European qualifiers. And they be- begin the qualifying campaign uh, either June 20th or June 20, or I'm sorry, July 20th or July 21st. Wow which is crazy. That's when they start. That's what I'm saying for them to even get a sniff of the champions league action. These teams in Scotland have to be playing as early as July. Yeah. So it's like a, it's you just, know, say they made it to the final, you know, magic of yeah. it would be. An, and with euros yeah, it's an, and with euros happening, I mean, so many, yeah. you need your best Scotland squad in the euros. These players are going to have zero rest, yeah, especially zero with rest. Scotland being in the euros this, this time around, yeah. you know, they're going to, they're yeah. going to take all your players, <laughs> you know, you're not going to have yeah. anybody. You're going to be playing with your youth squad. Yeah. Yep. That's incredible. It'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll be, it'll be interesting how they'll juggle that. But, and that's why, that's, that's why I think Scotland doesn't prefer, especially, I mean, Celtic Rangers, whoever Scottish teams and other teams in other these leagues that have similar obstacles like this, it's difficult to get far in the champions league because you're playing so many games to even just get to that champions league. Right. You've played 
three, four, five games before you've even gotten into the group stages. Yep. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy times also going on in La Liga. Looks like Barcelona is, ah. whether they, they're mathematically now can't win the league. Uh, Real Madrid, Correct. the only people that can catch up and pass Atletico Madrid on 83 points. Real at 81 right now. Um, they play a little later. Oh, no, they're done this weekend as well, right? Like they, I think they only have one. They are on 30. Yep. I think they're this on 30. 38. Oh, okay, this one will be 38. Yeah. I want to know how stupid Barcelona feel <laughs> knowing that they've given Luis Suarez, they gave Luis Suarez away. They forced him out the door saying he can't do a job anymore and forced him to their direct rivals in Atletico Madrid. And Atletico Madrid are in pole position to win La Liga. Yeah. Aren't how Real much do you feel? The direct rivals. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. Um, Messi is is going to be gone. This is it for Lionel Messi. You heard it here first. He is sailing out the door. Yeah, you didn't hear it here first. You <laughs> we, said <laughs> we are your number one source for all rumors. You heard it um, reiterated here first. <laughs> show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just that's the first thing I see is like uh, Luis because Luis Luis Suarez I believe scored with like eight they minutes playing, left. <laughs> yeah, he they scored. Um, who are they playing? Uh, I can't quite remember, but La, uh, Atletico uh, Madrid were just Asasuna. playing. Uh, it was, yep, yeah. yeah, Asasuna. So they scored, they were Asasuna 1 0 up, and Atletico Madrid scores two goals, and they score one goal in the 82nd minute, one in the 88th minute. Luis Suarez scoring that second one to, to keep them up and in pole position to win La Liga, on course to win La Liga. And I, I mean, the I don't know the amount of goals, his goal tally, his goal contributions, goals and assists that he's had throughout the season. But 100% Barcelona were missing that. Yeah. I mean, so, obviously, they're, <laughs> they're in third place. Real Madrid right. could win the league this week. Um, or they you know, could drop... They, Another, they, I mean, doesn't uh, Atletico have to drop the ball for it? But it, it it's going to be a yeah. great finish to a season. Like that's what we. Atletico's like. in the driver's seat for sure. Like they, if they win, if they win out, they win. Yep. So, yeah, it's up to them, really. Another uh, foreign league to keep an eye on: Juventus. Are they going to make the Champions League themselves? I mean, this would be Cristiano Ronaldo not making it to the Champions League. Does he stay at Juventus at that point? Uh, I think he's out. I think he's out. You think he's out sure. either way, or you think if they don't make? Champions I think he's League? out either way. Okay. Because they did it in such unconvincing fashion. Yeah. I mean, one, <clears throat> they crashed out of the, out of the Champions League. Yeah. Two, uh, and, and what? And everyone was blaming Ronaldo for that. Yeah. Man has a has like a poor like a maybe average or slightly below average. He has a human game, maybe slightly <laughs> below average game, and what's, they what's just below average for Cristiano. Human. <laughs> Oh God! I, I suppose I don't know. But it was they roasted like him a for it, and yeah, they like they, it was like all completely all his fault. Like every headline was like he's like he was solely responsible for Juventus not making it farther in the Champions League. Yeah. So one, they crash out. Two, if they do happen to qualify for the Champions League this season, they've done it in such unconvincing fashion that I don't think that he's got much of a future there anymore. I don't think they want him financially. Uh, I think the like project Ronaldo take us to the Champions League final is like dead in the water yeah. just about. And I think they're ready to transition on to the next project, which whatever that might be, maybe project bring back Pogba. Lord knows. I mean, Pogba. I'd be here for a swap of Pogba and Cristiano. That'd be awesome. I hope yeah. Ronaldo, I, I hope he goes back to United, man. That'd be so cool to see be a nice story i don't know what would happen like performance wise but it'd be interesting i don't know if that he's I'm there sure he yet play just you think he's got a couple more years left i think he sees that as, mm, i don't know that's the thing i i think he sees that as like his retirement definitely he wants to do it maybe as one year two years as a goodbye sort of deal but i don't think that that's where he's at right this second but Cristiano Ronaldo is as much a brand as he is a player, right? So what's another mm -hmm. team that supports his brand level? You know, PSG, but PSG, like, yeah. you know, 
that's all they are. Yeah, a money grab. It's just a brand. Yeah, yeah, they are. So yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't. Maybe sticks it out for one more year if they do make it into the Champions League. If they don't, I think that that door might open. Questions start getting asked. Where is he going to go? So, I think one thing's for sure that either Bar- Messi or Bar- Messi or Ronaldo leave their clubs yeah. in the offseason. Yeah. One of them, if not both, but at least one of them. Yeah. Ooh, what if Messi goes to Juventus <laughs> and Ronaldo? Goes to Barcelona. Goes to Barcelona. <laughs> then the world might explode. Yeah. And then, uh, then it's a, then it's a Barcelona Juventus Champions League final. Amazing. I <laughs> <laughs> would actually. I'd be, I'd be there for that. That'd be, that sounds cool. The world would be upside down, but let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. It's now time for you your coveted, coveted segment of where are they now? It's uh, you guys rocking that two five two or two four two. Two, four, three? I think it's four three two. Yeah. I think is what it is. Okay. All right. Well, today, Lance, as uh, Steve cracks open his imaginary beer, which is full of all the imaginary money you guys have given us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's that? And I'm is drinking that all that imaginary vodka beer. again. <laughs> so today, no, our, it's not. It's vinegar. It's vinegar. I'm hard. <laughs> our uh, lovely football player is a cancer. Um, okay. Have at it. I've had it. Wow. (laughs) Footballer. Just throw us in the deep end here. Um, Well, are they retired? Nope. This player is currently on loan from an English squad to a German squad. And it is the second German squad. This this, um, Mm -hmm. English Mm -hmm. Premier League team has loaned him out to. Okay. Is this player German? Yeah. <laughs> Duncan. Um, German was playing in England and is now back in Germany playing. On loan. Right, on loan. They're right. leasing them. Um, was he part of the 2000... I don't know if you'll know this one. Was he part of the 2014 Germany winning side? He was not in 2014. He was on Germany's U21 side. Oh, okay. So he's a younger one. I mean, it's not that young. <laughs> twenty fourteen, yeah, like eight years but ago. Yeah, twenty one. He wasn't like he wasn't one of the squad members of two thousand fourteen. No, he's currently twenty seven years old. Okay. Is he a defender? Ish. <laughs> it is a defensive position, but he's not a defender. Did he win when he was in England, playing for his parent team right now, or his parent team? Did he win the champ? Or did, I'm sorry, did he win the Premier League? He did not win the Premier League. He also did not win a Champions League, famously. Fame. Okay. Is he on loan at like a big club like um, Bayern Munich? Union Berlin. <laughs> They're in the Bundesliga? Not necessarily. Is this? Is he a goalkeeper? He is a goalkeeper. Is this Loris Karius? It is. And the absolute <laughs> blunder... That is Loris Karius. First of Berlin. He left uh, after that. Didn't he go to Turkey for a bit? He went to a Turkish team. Yeah, they put him on loan. They literally put him on the first plane out of England because the for his own, his own personal safety. Were, for his own personal were safety. Very real in the Champions League final of what was that, 2018 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Kiev? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, homeboy pretty much rolled the ball out to Benzema. <laughs> on a breakaway and then let one go right through his hands from Gareth Bale. Um, mm-hmm. And after that, you know, him and Allison, Allison was brought in real quick. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. No manager was like, all right, this is going to work. Um, what a, yeah. And then that August, he was shipped off to the Turkish side. Besiktas. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He did a good job with them. He played pretty well. And then in 2020, he refused his play for them because they weren't paying him. And uh, <laughs> that'll do it. Ninety minor problem. That'll, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> and uh, he's technically still a Liverpool player because Liverpool in 2018 signed him for a five-year contract. Wow, and they're not willing to give him up. That's funny. I know. Well, that's just it. No one's gonna buy him. Yeah, like he, he's uh, damaged goods. Wow. What? Um, 
what a replacement Allison was. Like, where did like where did he come from? Like Allison, I feel like was so convincing. Is he Brazilian? From, right from he, he is. is. Like how convincing? I'm sorry. Where did he come from to just replace Carius right off the bat? Because as soon as he started, Allison was like a top goalkeeper. It seemed. And it was just like, why didn't we? Why didn't you guys start with this? Yeah. Like he was at Roma. Why couldn't we've gotten him earlier? Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Okay, that's that's where he came from. Yeah. You know. So it seems same where they poached uh, Mo Salah from. Yeah. I think. Yeah. He came directly from Roma. Yeah, and they bought him in 2018. So they bought him probably right after <laughs> what happened in the Champions League. And they're like, wow, this guy was really good. Yep. We should get the uh, next day. Mo Salah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brendan yeah, Rodgers in charge at that point in time. Uh, no, he's probably on Jurgen the sidelines. No, yeah. no, no, no. He was. Was it no, Jurgen Klopp? Brendan, yeah. Brendan, Brendan Rogers was at Celtic. Yeah, Klopp sitting there on his cell phone at like halftime, texting the ownership, <laughs> being like, "All right, here's the deal. Yeah, first keeper you find, the yeah. first one you find that's better than him. You know what's funny about that? Liverpool and Roma have the same ownership group. Just throwing that out there. The Fenway oh, group wow. have their hands in both. Both play at Fenway Park every year." It's a whole thing, so that is some insider trading bullshit. But <laughs> just it. throwing that out there. Um, yeah, uh, table talk. Loris uh, Carius, where is he now? Yeah. He's and, kind of employed. Uh, can't get rid of him. <laughs> and the score is four, four, two. That one doesn't count. Keepers here. don't count, though. Like we don't count the keepers. You don't count. What do you mean? Oh. Right. 442. 442 is the, the official formation of the Swift Kicks podcast is 442. And we will retire. And and the score resets. We will find out our next position. <laughs> <laughs> the Field United pay attention. Right. <laughs> Even the 352 does not work here. Yeah. Um, my final story, guys. Looks like Crystal Palace may be in advanced talks with Frank Lampard. Yes. Didn't you say that like, last week? No. I'm like saying it again this week if I did. <laughs> Didn't count. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, he, he, I think it'll be, I mean, there's no doubt that he's going to get back in somewhere. It was just a matter of time. So I, it'd be cool to see him in the Prem because, uh, well, one, the name, I mean, Frank Lampard has a, the name. Frank Lampard has a lot, a lot of weight to it. Um, and I think, I don't know necessarily. It's difficult to say if he's of that caliber because like, oh, what he did at Derby. But then he's like, oh, what he did at Chelsea. So it's like, I don't know where he's at, but I, I think Crystal Palace seems like a pretty a pretty decent move for him. What do you guys think? Comes with Uggs and a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think uh, Frank Lampard would wear a suit to Wembley, though. Uh, yeah, Frank absolutely. Frank Lampard would wear a suit anywhere. Yeah. He was more, he's normally like a tracksuit guy. Yeah. I think when he's at Chelsea. I mean, he got cucked by uh, Tuchel, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Tommy tracksuit. Um, yeah. Can we just take a moment and pause and say 3.15 on Tuesday, May 18th, Leicester and Chelsea, there's never been a game that has more writing on it. If yeah. Chelsea win, oh, yeah. Leicester could find themselves in fifth place if Liverpool win. So I think Liverpool would surpass um, Leicester on goal difference. They they beat him for the FA Cup. Does that mean more? No. Yeah. Uh, I think it means Europe. something. I think it means something. I don't know what but it though. does mean. Something. It means probably well, more. Well, in terms of in terms of European qualification, because the Scottish Cup means like. I was looking more at the details of the conference league and like the, in, like the qualification for Scotland and whoever, like the winner of the Scottish cup that holds now more merit for European qualification. I would, I know that the FA cup holds weight in European qualification. It just. Yeah, that's true. Is the it, FA cup winners qualify for the following season's Europa league. Oh, it's a Europa. I mean, league. Okay. no I matter was, who wins, they are both going to be in the Europa league. Right. Well, if Leicester City wins, I think that pretty much solidifies their Champions League spot. Them in Champions League. Correct. Yeah, 100%. But fifth place gets into Europa League anyway, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think so. That's my point. Um, I I don't know, man. I don't think Leicester got it in them. I think Chelsea will catch them. 
Do it two yeah. in a row. Yeah. <laughs> West Ham will be in the uh, well. West Ham are currently occupying the Europa Conference League, so the Conference League qualification spot or the Europe the Conference League to qualify for the Europa League. West Ham are currently occupying that, so West Ham still might see European competition. Yeah, I, th- I, I think. Oh, there's no way Arsenal gets there, huh? Arsenal can't oh, no. catch him. It's no. up to Everton. No, yeah. we need yeah. Everton to pull it off because I can't have my boy Moyes getting more credit than he deserves. <laughs> um, you guys want to take some trash takes in this last uh, yeah. this last week? Let's look at these beautiful, beautiful trash takes that we can have. Well, right, I'm looking ahead at the game on Sunday, okay. May 23rd. I'm seeing the unstoppable, newly reborn. Sheffield United taking on Burnley, and I'm taking Sheffield United. I think Sheffield is going to go out with a bang. Sunday the 23rd. 23rd, okay. So that's, that's my trash tape. Just throwing it out there. 23rd. I mean, Sheffield United, Newcastle on, on Wednesday, May 19th. Now I don't know if I like the storyline of Sheffield United, <laughs> Leapfrog and Big Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, could you imagine um, if Newcastle was still in the relegation battle? They had Sheffield United and Fulham to close out this week. Yeah, oh. they would have bottled it. They would have. <laughs> they absolutely would have. You're right. <laughs> yeah. It'd have been a, it'd have been a fun story. Yeah. To watch unfold. Yeah. Who are you Who taking, Steve? <laughs> um, I don't know if Leicester. Like we just talk about Leicester Chelsea. I don't know if a trash take would be saying Leicester beats Chelsea because they've already done it. So I think that's a trash I want, take. I want to go with it. I want to go with that again. That Leicester. This is a way though. This is at the bridge. And so this I will be out going. before you guys. <laughs> this will come out afterhand. Steve, what's your bold prediction? <laughs> I'll just, uh, Leicester. Leicester win one nil again. Uh, it's, it's so boring. Leicester win one nil. Atilo in special. Atilo, yo, <laughs> a real ballsy move there, Steve. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on, hold on. We want trash takes is what we're doing. So trash takes is what the people are going to get here. All right, let me review this again. Um, we have Newcastle, Sheffield. No, Everton. Everton. I think would probably beat. I don't know. Wolves are so. Wolves are so unpredictable. Wolves had such a non solid start. Like, I feel like this season. I don't. I just don't remember talking about them. After a while, <laughs> they just finished. They're going to finish. Yeah. Who? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, right. you know, live to see another day in the Prem, but whatever. Um, did you say, uh, we'll take Bright, Brighton beats, uh, Brighton beats, Brighton draws Arsenal. Draws or beats because you really backed off of that one quick. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't, fe- I wasn't feeling the BD, the, 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 the beat, the victory, the W energy. I'm going to go with a draw here. Uh, Brighton at the Emirates draw. So it's the f- it's going to be one. It's going to be one one. William scores again. It's the final <laughs> trash take of the season, and he goes with a draw, a one one draw. <laughs> We're going out with a bang. <laughs> I'm going out. West Brom. What do you already say? West Brom beats West Ham ten no. nil. <laughs> West Brom Sunday May 23rd is going to beat Leeds United. Big Sam's going out with a bang, and you'll never hear from him ever again. That's it. It's my trash take. Sails off to the sunlet set. Yep. Yep. Big Sam's retirement party coming at you, Leeds. <laughs> All right, Ben. Can't so recap even, us. Can't take take us out. <laughs> who and who are you saying West Brom's beating? Leeds. On Sunday, on Super Sunday. I can't even pull Sunday's games up with Leicester. So that's that's a, a no-brainer. We'll just put that out there. <laughs> um, I don't remember who Steve picked. Don't be a hater over there. Um, Brighton beats Arsenal. Brighton draws Arsenal. <laughs> Brighton drawing <laughs> Arsenal. Even, he backs off of it in the, in the recap. <laughs> Brighton won. Arsenal won. <laughs> yep. We got West Brom. West Brom going out against uh, Leeds and uh, Sheffield United and uh, Sean Dyke's very tight coat. Yep. Are, uh, that's how they're finishing out the season. How do you guys feel? Last trash takes of the season. Oh, it's just the beginning of the trash. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Fair We're play. just getting yeah. started, baby girl. Um, <laughs> yeah. So one last time, Sheffield United over Burnley leads to lose to West Brom. And I've already forgotten whoever Brighton are going to draw Arsenal. <laughs> and uh, that's it. So, guys, I think it's about that time, don't you think? Yeah. It's been Steve, uh, more season a, in the books. Yeah. Steve, is there a special someone you want to say goodnight to? Scott Brown. Night, night. All right. So, uh, sup, Charlotte? And uh, TTYL. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> tell a friend. And then tell another friend. And then um, start trending Punch Alex in the face. Hashtag Punch Alex. That's uh, our next big thing. Ta-ta for now. Love you. Bye. Ricky Ricardo. Ricardo.